whether you photographed one birth or zero births or 20 births, you love it, right? But it's so different than any other type of photography. This episode will help you decide what gear you need. Determining the right gear for you is a part of becoming a certified birth photographer. And it is incredibly important because most people just post in Facebook groups and ask, what camera should I get? Or which camera is the best? But When you do that, you're not getting a personalized look at what is right for you at your stage in business and specialty. So maybe that's exactly what you've been doing right now. So if you're wondering, is it the time for me to upgrade? Or if you're thinking, I need help figuring out what camera and lens I should buy for birth photography, or maybe you just need a refresher on how to get the most out of what you already own. This episode is for you. Welcome to the From Better Half to Boss podcast. I'm Tavia Redburn, and on this show, I share how I retired my husband from his nine to five with my birth photography business, all while homeschooling my three kids. If you have a passion, there is a reason. It's because you were made to follow that passion. It's your time to go from better half to boss. Welcome, my friends, to episode seven, three lessons I learned about choosing the right gear for birth photography. So I posted this on Instagram stories the other day, but I started out with a Canon Rebel in my business, like the basic, most basic Canon Rebel that existed at the time. And I used that camera for years in my business. And honestly, I was a little bit... I don't want to say ashamed, but I was just, I didn't want people to know what my gear was. Like I didn't want to announce it or tell anybody because I was ashamed that I was shooting with a Canon rubble. And I just want to say before we get started in this episode, just because you have an entry level camera does not mean you're an entry level photographer. I rocked that Canon Rebel for a long, long time and really was quite successful in my business with even a Canon Rebel. So the point is, if you know how to use the gear that you have, you can go really, really far. Speaking of Instagram stories, I want to say thank you to those of you who like take screenshots of you listening to the podcast and tag me on Instagram because I love seeing what you're up to when you're listening to the show. It really makes my day. So if we're not already hanging out on Instagram, you can find me at underscore the beauty and birth underscore. P.S. If you know the person who owns at the beauty and birth without the underscores, <laughs> I would love to snag that. But somebody already has it and I don't think they're really using it, but it's all good. Also, I want to let you know that I'm hosting a free live training where I'll walk you through my exact birth workflow and the formula that I use to photograph births to get beautiful photos each and every time. So if you want to register for that free training, go to certified birth photographer com. And lastly, I want to give a shout out to our review of the week from Jay Sonnenberg. She said, she's amazing. Seriously, after taking two of her courses from No Bookings to Fully Booked and the Beauty and Birth Certification course, this podcast is a seamless addition. She's so easy to listen to, like we're sitting down in comfy chairs and drinking coffee, creating and talking about how awesome we can make our businesses. Excited to hear more. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Jelena, for that review. Um, 
yeah, those reviews always put a huge smile on my face. I really like, I know that you guys, your time is valuable and I appreciate you taking the time to go, um, leave super sweet reviews like that to give other people an idea of what they can expect from the show. So big fat, thank you for that. So, um, kind of back to the episode. I remember when I was first starting out in photography and I was on this forum all the time called clicking moms. And this was like pre Facebook group days, like forums was the cat's meow. I don't know why I said that. I never say the cat's meow. (laughs) It was awesome. Like clicking mom forums. That's where it was at. And underneath our profile photo, we could list out what gear we used. And I would always get such gear envy looking at all of these photographers that I admired who had the latest and greatest camera and lenses. Back then, the latest and greatest was the Canon Mark II had just come out. This was like, I don't know, 2009, 2010, probably. And I felt like my photography would never be, quote, good enough unless I had those lenses and that camera. Can you relate to that at all? We talk extensively about how to use your camera inside module two of the beauty and birth photography, things like different focus modes and how to meter in your camera and mastering manual mode so that you can get the best image possible straight out of camera. So if you're a student in that course, I highly recommend hopping over to module two for a refresh after you listen to this episode. When most photographers are determining if they need to upgrade their gear or buy a new lens or buy their first camera, they ask trusted friends or photographers that they look up to for recommendations on what they should purchase. And this episode was born out of quite frequently getting asked like, hey, I'm getting into birth photography. What camera should I buy or what lens should I buy? What's your favorite lens? And I'm happy to share that. And I do share that. But I think there's a lot more that goes into it than just me telling you what my favorite lens is. Like maybe you've done that. Maybe you've, you know, DM'd your favorite photographer or you've asked in a Facebook group because instinctually we think like, hey, if it works for them, it'll work for me too. And then it saves us time like researching all of the endless options that are available. But unless you truly understand what you need for your situation, you're very likely going to be disappointed with their recommendations. And spending more money doesn't always mean you'll be happy with what you get. And we're going to talk about that here in a second. So I'm going to walk you through The three things you need to consider when upgrading your gear or buying your next camera or lens to make sure you're getting the right gear for what you need. So here are the three lessons I learned about choosing the right gear for birth photography. I highly recommend, this is like a sidebar before the first point, I highly recommend renting before you buy. A lot of cities have camera shops that will allow you to rent cameras or lenses to test them out. And I know that there are also several companies online. I can't think of any off the top of my head, but I bet if you just Google like rent lens or rent camera, you'll be able to find companies that will rent them to you if you don't have a local shop in your city. I, of course, love shopping local. And I also love being able to go into the store and talk to the person there who's usually knowledgeable to help you figure out what to rent. But I highly recommend renting cameras or lenses before you buy them. Because when you're talking about spending hundreds, maybe even thousands of dollars, um, it's good to rent it and test it out before you commit to purchasing. Okay. So that was just sort of a sidebar. 
The first lesson that I learned is spending more money on a camera body doesn't always mean your photos will improve. Whenever I very first bought my Canon Rebel, I thought that just by buying an expensive camera, which it was like $600, but back then that was a really expensive camera to me because I didn't know I would turn it into a business. I just thought I want to take better photos of my son. And I remember remember spending $600 on that camera and thinking, okay, great. My photos are going to be awesome now. Like I spent all this money on a camera, check. Now I'm going to have amazing professional looking photos. And I remember being more frustrated with that camera because I didn't know how to use it properly than if I had just used my point and shoot. And in fact, I went back to using my point and shoot quite often because, and this was before cell phone cameras. I'm like dating myself in so many ways in this episode, but (laughs) this was before cell phone cameras and you had the little point and shoot cameras. And I would use that instead of my DSLR because I didn't know how to, how to use it properly. Like I didn't know how to do all the things on it. So the first lesson is that spending more money on a camera body doesn't always mean that your photos will improve. So here are the main things to consider when you're choosing a camera body. First of all, budget, of course. Starter level cameras start around $400, including a kit lens, and professional level cameras are more like $1,500, starting at $1,500, including a kit lens. Obviously, you can spend a lot more than that on a professional level camera. So when you're buying a camera body, the first thing you think about, of course, is your budget. Duh. This I'm saying duh to myself, like duh, Tavia, they know that, but maybe you don't. But I mean, it's just think, thinking, okay, if a, if a starter level camera starts at 400 and a professional level camera starts at 1500, like where do I fall in that with what I can spend on a camera alone? Not even the lens, just the camera. The second thing to consider is the ISO capabilities, especially when you're photographing birth, like What ISO capabilities do you need in a camera? The third thing to consider is, do you want full frame or crop? Full frame or crop. This is referring to the sensor size of the camera. So in basic terms, a crop is going to be zoomed in more and a full frame is wider. So it shows more of the scene. So, you know, with a crop, um, sensor, it might be harder to get like at a birth, it might be harder to get really wide shots of the whole room. Or if you're in a tight space, it might be hard to get like everybody's faces in the frame. But really, I, you know, a Canon Rebel was a crop sensor. And I used that for a long time, I just used a wider angle lens. So like a 24 millimeter lens will look wider on a full frame camera than on a crop. Hopefully that makes sense. So that's just something else to consider whenever you're purchasing a camera is, do I want full frame or do I want crop? Do I want the ability to see more of the scene with a full frame camera? Um, This is kind of just an opinion, but when purchasing a camera body, I recommend skipping the kit lens. If you can buy just the body without the kit lens, it'll save you money Um, because most of those kit lenses only go as wide as like 4.5 on their aperture. And I just literally never shoot at 4.5. Like I never shoot that closed down. I usually shoot much more wide open. So they're really limiting. Those lenses are really limiting in my opinion. So if you want to shoot wider than 4.5, I highly recommend opting for the 50 millimeter 1.8. I used that little nifty 50. That's what they used to call it. I don't know if they still call it that, but 
the little nifty 50 was like 50 bucks on Amazon at the time, which was a steal with my Canon Rebel. And that's what I shot a lot, a lot, a lot of births at was that lens and that camera. So I think they're probably around $100, but it allows you to shoot as wide open as 1.8, which is going to be mind blowing if all you've ever had up to this point is a kit lens. The last thing to consider whenever you're thinking about buying a camera body is do you need or want a dual card slot? A dual card slot means that your camera will record the image on two memory cards at the same time. I'm fairly confident it's the much higher level cameras that have the ability to do this, but it's really helpful in birth to shoot on two cards at one time because if one card fails, you have an automatic backup ready to go. Okay, so the second lesson I learned about choosing the right gear for birth photography is upgrade your lens before the camera. Upgrade your lens before the camera. If you know you're ready for an upgrade, then you likely need and want more light, especially for birth photography. You're trying to figure out how to get more light into your camera. So here are the things to consider when you're buying a lens. So first we talked about what to consider with buying a camera body. Now let's talk about what to look at if you're thinking like I need to upgrade my lens. Prime or zoom is the first decision you have to make prime or zoom. Um, zoom obviously is what you would think you twist the lens and zoom in or out. Prime is just static. Like it's 50 millimeters. That's it. It doesn't go in or out. That's the distance. And you have to physically move your body closer or further. Um, if you want to zoom in or out primes are generally sharper and you can get a wider aperture. But like I said, you are the zoom. You have to be able to move in and out if you want to be closer or further from the subject. With the zoom, you're able to stay in one spot, zoom in or out to get closer or further from your subject. And generally, it's more expensive to get the same aperture on a zoom than it would be on a prime. Hopefully that makes sense. A lot of zoom lenses have a variable aperture, which I don't like because I want to be able to set my aperture and know that it's going to stay there, if that makes sense. So that is why I am a prime girl all the way, but it's totally your decision. You just have to decide ahead of time. Do I want a prime or a zoom? There are pros and cons to both. The second thing to consider is the lowest aperture that lens will go. That's always what I'm looking at because I like to shoot really wide open. So I'm looking at what is the widest aperture on that lens. Um, my favorite lens for birth, I know that you're probably wondering that, is my um, 35 millimeter 1.4 and it's version two, it's Canon, um, L series from Canon. And that was a pricey little lens, but man, I use it all the time. Like it is a workhorse and I love having the option to go as wide as 1.4. Um, I shoot 1.6, 1.8 quite often at birth for detail shots and different things. So I really, really love that lens. So that's the second thing to consider when you're looking at a lens is what is the widest aperture it will go because being able to shoot wide open for birth when sometimes light is difficult to come by is really important. And the third thing to consider, and this might not be something you've thought about, is the weight of the lens. How much the, the lens weighs because my camera is heavy, y'all. Like I've got my camera body. I have a grip on it that has an extra battery inside of it. So that adds some weight to it. I have my 35 millimeter, which is really heavy. I don't know what it weighs, but it feels heavy at a birth. Plus my speed light. So that camera is massive and it's really, really heavy. And 
I like having all of those things, but I mean, it really does get heavy at birth. Like I have to take it off of my body frequently because it pulls on my neck and it's hard to hold and all that stuff. So that is something to consider too, when you're looking at lenses and that sounds kind of silly, but like how much is away? (laughs) Is this going to be difficult for me to hold for a long period of time at a birth? And then finally, the third lesson for choosing the right gear for birth photography is you need backups. And you know this, I'm sure you know this, but having backups for all your equipment is essential to birth. I've had equipment stop working or malfunction at a birth, and it would have been tragic if I didn't have backups. I always tell the story. Um, I actually had someone on my team, Stephanie, um, photographing a birth with me because she was doing video and I was doing photos at this birth. This was before she was on my team, actually. And baby was crowning. It was a home birth. I was standing there. Baby was crowning. And my lens all of a sudden was just making a funky noise and wouldn't fire. Like it wouldn't shoot. So I had Stephanie grab my other lens out of my bag and boom, we were good to go. But guys, if I hadn't had it, like it wasn't tragic. It wasn't a big deal. Like I missed probably 20 seconds before I had the next lens on my camera ready to go. But if I didn't have that, if I didn't have that backup lens ready to go, it could have been a really, really big issue because like I said, baby was almost out, you know, baby was born less than five minutes later. So I don't have time to run home. I don't have time to do anything. So having backups, especially as a birth photographer is so, so, so important because you just never know what is going to happen at a birth. So if you're listening to this and you don't know what some of these words mean or exactly how to do these things, that's okay. Don't let it discourage you. Everyone starts somewhere and it takes a lot of practice. If learning what all of this means is something that you need help with, I'm hosting that free live training on May 18th where I'll walk you through my exact birth workflow and the formula I use to photograph births to get beautiful photos each and every time. So to register, go to certifiedbirthphotographer.com, www.certifiedbirthphotographer.com certified birth photographer.com. That is a mouthful. P.S. Um, we don't edit that stuff out. Like this is not like a heavily produced show. I know you're so shocked by that. <laughs> that was sarcasm. Um, and so those little, like that when I trip over my words, cause I get excited and I just start talking fast, we just leave that in. So you guys know, I like to just be real, keep it real. That's what's up. It's real tripping over my words and everything. So hopefully y'all don't mind. And lastly, if you're enjoying this podcast, despite the technical blunders and Tavia tripping over her words, please hit subscribe wherever you're listening. And thank you so much for leaving the show a review on iTunes. I read each and every one and it helps this podcast reach more people. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And remember, if you have a passion, it's not an accident. Not everyone loves the things that you love. So whatever your passion is, It's there for a reason. If you love birth photography and you want to be a birth photographer, that's not an accident. That's there for a reason. So what are you going to do with that passion? Get out there and make it happen. Have a great week, y'all. 